All right, sports fans, welcome back to another episode of Pez's Picks. No, I'm not Pez. I'm Jeff Hartman, but joining me is Pez, that guy that makes all the picks coming up after week 11 in the NFL. Pez, what's going on? Not too much, Jeff. Big Thanksgiving gambling week. We got games every day. We got winners coming left and right. Can get back on the winning streak from last week. A little bit 500 in college, one below in in pro. We're going to get back on a winning streak now. Yeah, the six-game winning streak in the NFL is no more. But we'll we'll talk about that. I want to ask you, though, with, with Thanksgiving being synonymous with football in the NFL, and really Thursday night football is, is a standard. It's a staple now. We're used to it. You played the Thursday night game last week, but what's your take on those short turnaround weeks? Do you like does, – does that make you as a gambler say, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole? Or is it like, hey, if the matchup's good, I'm going to take it. What are your thoughts? I think that benefits a team with a better offense going into that week. You don't have as much to prep for. Defenses have a lot less prep time. So when you have a dynamic offense going into that Thursday game, that, that's a tough thing to prepare for in a short week, especially if you're traveling. So we had all the cards going for us last Thursday. Uh, Thursday, that big Baltimore win, that gave us seven in a row, Jeff, for the NFL. Right. So we were, we were humming. Um, Rough game, a lot of injuries, uh, a lot of questionable tackles, and I mean that looked like a playoff game. There's a lot of anger in that game. Yeah. Changed the season, I think, for both teams. I mean, Cincinnati obviously took the bigger brunt of it, but that that was a great game, and the first half was was intense, and it looked like an old NFL game. That's AFC North football. There's typically a little bit, they, they, the, hard, the hits seem to be a little bit harder in that division. I know that because I'm a fan of the Steelers, but let's talk about that Thursday night game. Joe Burrow's loss for the year. You weren't a fan of Joe Burrow anyways, and you clearly took the Ravens giving three and a half at home. What was crazy, though, was that before Joe Burrow got injured and actually the throw, the touchdown pass to Joe Mixon, his last pass of the season, they were leading. They were leading they were. in this game. And then Mark Andrews goes down. Joe Burrow goes down and it's like the body bag game all over again. Oh and the, the Bengals can't, they can't withstand Lamar Jackson and the Ravens attack at that point. And they come out victorious. So you were victorious in that Thursday night game. Any other thoughts on that? That was uh, uh Lamar almost went down too. a guy went yeah. into the, went into the tent for a little bit. Can't remember the linebacker in Cincinnati pulled a couple of those grab you and ride you down like I'm taking down a bowl or something tackles. I, I think they're going to outlaw that, that tackle in the offseason. Uh, big injuries on both sides. Burrow's a talented guy. I, I think this year he got a little bit caught up in himself. Didn't train in the offseason. You get you pull your calf in preseason. That means you're not stretching or you're not coming in train. That team seemed off all year. I think Baltimore, even with Burrow, probably was going to pull that one out. Um, tough team, tough tackling. Both teams came out of that damaged, and uh, we'll be talking about Baltimore and the effect of that game coming up in a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go to our other NFL picks from last week that did not that did not pan out for us. I, I've, I said this before we went live on the air. I'm going to say it again. Can you please <laughs> stop picking the Steelers? Because every time you picked them over Jacksonville, they lose. You picked them over Cleveland. They lose the Steelers, even though they were getting two points, lose by three, 13 to 10 in Cleveland. The offense could do nothing. The defense couldn't get a stop when it mattered most. Pez, the Steelers let you down. They did. I mean, going into the game, I think they were 7-2 and two against the spread. They, they had one of the best against the spread records in, in the league, and I know they got outgained in every game. You think with Tomlin, 
that team is going to figure out how to how to get the offense rolling, get the quarterback rolling. I think with a with an average quarterback, that team's going to be winning that game last week. Uh, what did he put up? A hundred yards, hundred twenty yards, or something in the game? No, I mean, and he's like one hundred six or something, maybe. I don't know. Not good. pretty bad. Defense did what we thought they would. That was a sad loss for the Steelers, but we won't take them this week. You know what's going to happen, Jeff? They're going to come back with a big dub, and yep. they're, they're going to cover. It's always <laughs> what happens. And then the last NFL game of last week, which did not play out the way we thought it would, was the Raiders going across country to play the Miami Dolphins. Miami was coming off of the bye. Miami wins, but not nearly in the way that we thought they would. Miami was giving 12 points in this game. They only win by one score. Pez, what did what were your thoughts on this game? The Raiders a little bit better, or were the Dolphins just not up to the task? Well, we talk about it a lot. Uh, tough to cover when you turn the ball over. First half, Miami turned it over twice. Without those, they they run away with that game. They looked a little rusty. Um, you know, maybe we learned a little something with Miami coming out of the bye. Two weeks off in Miami doesn't look like it benefits those players. Probably out partying, hit, hitting the strip. <laughs> Who knows what they were doing? Uh, let us down a little bit. But you know, tough week again last week. A lot of, a lot of games came down to the wire. A lot of one-score decision games against the spread, and it's been a rough year. Uh, we're kicking ourselves for not taking our birds. Should have taken them last night or a Monday night. Big dub. Um, kicking ourselves a little bit. We'll be talking about them coming up too. Huge W. Best team in the league, Jeff. You know that. What was the spread on that Monday night game? I think it was two and a half at kickoff. Um, Philly was getting, getting two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm that, surprised he didn't take that. <laughs> uh I mean Andy's been so good and you know, yeah. they they that's they, those teams know each other really well. Both teams struggle moving the ball a little bit last night or Monday night. Um both teams can stop the run and stop the pass a little bit more than other teams can and you know, it looked like Andy Reid playing Andy Reid and Bird squeaked it out. Jalen Hurts, best quarterback in the league and big plays coming down the stretch for us, big throws. Well, and in, in the defense of Philadelphia tightened up a lot in the second half. They tightened D- up a lot in the second half. Best D-line in the league, stopped the run. I mean, I think teams are averaging 78 yards a, a game against the run. That is a difficult thing to go into an NFL contest when you're putting it all on a quarterback, even with Mahomes. And, and, and the birds stood tall, and we're going to be looking for them coming down the line. They are the number one team against the spread and number one uh, record. I mean, they got number ones coming out, the, the wazoo, the birds, and we love them. And, Another big week this week we'll be talking about soon. Absolutely. Let's go to the NCAA. Uh, NCAA coming into last week, you were 8-9-1. and one. You improved that record uh, marginally. The Washington line was one we talked a lot about last week. Washington was getting two points at Oregon State, and we both said, like, this is a sucker. This is a sucker bet. Like, this, is, this doesn't make sense, but we, tw- we went with Washington, and they pay off. They win getting points, Pez. Uh, it, it looks like that line uh... – Oregon State, a little bit of the sweetheart play of the week. Sometimes those lines are, you know, people, they they hear chatter about a team. And Washington looked great, probably the best quarterback in the league. He's my Heisman guy, Mike Penix Jr. Uh, Fantastic W for them on the road. And they're on a mission. I think that's 18 straight wins. Uh, They played great team ball and tough conditions. I watched that game. It was snowing. It was hailing. It was raining. And. Penix is is great. I mean, kid plays in some adverse conditions on the road. He wins at home, and uh, I'll, I'll be uh, happy to see where he goes in the NFL next year. 
Yeah, and Washington has paid off when we when we bet them this year. Uh, they you know, yeah. paid off against Oregon earlier in the year. I think that might have been a push, actually, now that I think about it. But still, the Pac-12 has been one of your favorite conferences to bet on now. We went to the Big Ten then. And Rutgers, your alma mater, Rutgers, right. going against Penn State. You're not a Penn State guy. We've made that very clear. This line, we talked about it before we went on the air. You had it at 21 last week. But then yep. you said a kickoff, it was 21 and a half. We're going to stick with what we talked about on the podcast, 21 points. Rutgers, that's a push because they lost push. by 21. Yeah. We'll take we'll take a push anytime we can, Jeff. I think it dropped to 19 and a half. Uh, I got a buddy from South Jersey. He goes by the Sling Man. He's a notorious gambler, pizza delivery guy, seller of all things. He's a he's a uh, like a real-life Bob Secamano from the Seinfeld series. Uh <laughs> Can't bet on Jersey College action in any sport in New Jersey. So uh, Slingman drove over uh, the bridge to Philadelphia right by the stadium. You can get some bets in at the casinos and at, at the off-track betting sites. So he um, put it in play, and it dropped to 19.5 at his book over there. He bought a point at 21.5. So big big W for the Slingman. He thanked the show a lot. He had Washington, too. So. He, we, we made the guy some money. He might have lost it back on the ponies. I don't know what he was doing over there, but who knows? Might have been South Philly picking up something out of a truck. You never know with that guy. Now, ballpark figure, how much it's the sling man? How much would it have cost the sling man to get those two points to take it to 19 and a half to 21 and a half? How much, how much does that typically cost? You know, anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks a, a point, depending okay. on the line. Uh, you know, and there, you know, the juice is, is different at every site or every betting house, depending on what they're giving you. Um, he put a lot of money on that game, so I don't think he was worried too much about a little bit of extra juice. <laughs> the, guy's a, the guy's an action man. He's a gambler. Yeah, sounds like it. So Okay, so last week we went 1-0-1 one one, one in NCAA, which makes our record 9-9-2 since we started the podcast. It. We are slowly creeping back. We're at 500, and let's see if we can get above that. We have three games this week, three games yeah. to cover this week. And we're going with the big dogs. We're not we're gotcha. not betting these chump games. We got Ohio State, Michigan. Let's just get this right out of the bat. The biggest game of the college football weekend. Michigan's giving three and a half. Ohio State goes to Michigan. Michigan, obviously, the turmoil around Harbaugh and the spying and the cheating. What do you think about this one? Biggest game of the year so far, Jeff. I mean, any any real gamblers playing this game? You looked at I looked at that card on Saturday. There are a lot of games out there. What what, what kind of show would this be if we're not taking the mini national championship of the season? It's playing at high noon on a Saturday, Thanksgiving weekend. Number two against number three. Michigan uh, laying three and a half right now. That line looks like it's dropping. If it's at three and a half, I think buying half a point would be a big move. It's going to be a tight game. Uh, Ohio State's defense surrendered 108 yards a game against a Wolverine running game, 171 yards a game. I think that's going to be a, an advantage for the, for the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, could, be, could be the one thing that separates these two teams, probably the two best defenses in the league. Michigan's got to keep a hold of, of uh, Harrison Jr., not letting them beat him. Should be. Something that they're able to do. Number two pass defense in the country right now. They're only giving up 144 in the air. I think Harbaugh right now is in a good position. He was suspended. I mean, we know he's going to be at practice. He's somewhere in that stadium. He's got cell phones. Who knows? We got walkie-talkie or something. Uh, this is something that 
I think at the college level especially can benefit a program. It's us against them. They tried screwing us. They're, they're kicking me out of our games, our biggest game of the year. Players get a little bit extra motivation, a little bit of chip on their shoulder. Uh, I love Michigan in this game. It's going to be a war. Can't wait. Old school football, defense, run ball. And I, I think Michigan's got a little bit of an edge talent-wise. And, and aside from Marvin Harrison Jr., I, I think Michigan's got a better team. So what do you think the line might end up? If it's trending in the, the direction that it's going closer to a pick do you think it could get down to like two, two and a half? Uh, I mean, I would doubt that. I think three and a half, three is probably what we're looking okay. at. Um, you know, and there's a lot of fans nationally on both sides of the ball. Probably a little bit more Ohio State fans nationally. Who knows? I mean, if if we're lucky, it drops to three. I think it started yeah. at four, four and a half some places. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, that we're getting a bargain right now, and that's another advantage we look at. You get that line at three. If it drops to three, you can drop it to two and a half. That's a nice play, too. Um, I, I think it's going to be a field goal, touchdown, you know, one-score game kind of situation here. Can't wait for that one. That's a big one. Whoever loses is done. You're not getting back in that top four. A lot of pressure on this game. A lot of pressure. Yeah, so you have Michigan. Man, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be really tight. I agree with you. It's going to be a very close contest. You have Michigan over Ohio State giving three and a half points. Let's go to another game, which much larger spread. Alabama at Auburn. We're talking SEC. We've talked about Alabama a lot. They have improved They've got their they're playing inspired football and they gotta be looking at that Ohio State Michigan game saying someone's gonna lose and that might drop them out of the top four. Alabama's giving 14 and a half. You say take the Crimson Tide. Well, uh, I love Jalen Milrow, quarterback at Alabama right now. Last six games, 13 touchdowns to three picks, 12 rushing TDs on the season. Kids turned into a Heisman kind of quarterback this year and next year. Uh, they got to be pissed that they're stuck at number eight in the rankings, Jeff. I think that team's better than that right now. Uh, they know the only way they're going to move up, they're going to have to have big, big, big blowout wins to to get the attention. Um, obviously, Saban knows this. He knows that Ohio State and Michigan are playing. One of them's dropping out of the top four. And and Mich- we could see in Alabama, they get a big W, maybe drop to, you know, jump to six, maybe five. I mean, who knows? I mean, you could have two teams lose this week in that top four. And and you know that Saban's talking to them. Different kind of program in Alabama. You don't go there to, to have a good year and get into a bowl. You go there to win national championships. The pressure is on. I mean, you know, I, I think about when I watch Jalen and Tua. I mean, both, you know, Tua replaced Jalen for the national championship. I mean, they, mm-hmm. You got you got players there. You got NFL backups from starters. And pressure's always on. They're ready for this. And uh, at the end of the day, Auburn's an average team. I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with this. And that 14.5 doesn't scare me one bit. If you could drop it to 14, might be a good play. But I, I think it's going to be a blowout win for Alabama. I don't think they're looking by this game. I think you're right when you talk about how Alabama's going to need a couple blowout wins to try and bump their stock to get them moving up because the top four, it's, it's tight. Sure. It's really, really tight is the teams that are on the fringe that are trying to get into that top four. So they're going to have to be decisive victories. I like what you're saying there. So you're saying take the Alabama Crimson Tide, even though they're giving 14 and a half, let's go to our last college pick. The Arizona Wildcats at Arizona state, the sun devils, you like Arizona, even though they're giving 11 points, go ahead, Pez. Well, Jeff, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm, I'm married to a Sicilian woman. She's hot, Jeff. I'm not trying to brag. I kicked my coverage <laughs> on this one, okay? A couple things I know about Sicilian women. 
Uh, number one, I love making love to my wife, Jeff. She's Sicilian. She's got magic in the bedroom. Number two, she's always got a knife on her. Sicilian <laughs> women, you don't cross them. So my wife went to, she's an Arizona Wildcat. Tell okay. me all year how good they are. I don't think I pay, played them one time. She looked at me this week with a twinkle in her eye and said, you're, you're taking the Wildcats this weekend to Arizona State's a big rival, right? That, that look either, either meant that I'm going to have a good weekend in the mountains and Thanksgiving or I'm not going to be around Monday. If I'm not around Monday, Jeff, get this video in the hands of the authorities. There's probably even odds on one or both happening. Who knows? Uh, this isn't all libido-based or, or life preservation-based. Wildcats come in ranked number 17. Last week against Utah, eight and three on the year, one of their best football seasons they've ever had. Um, they, they, they're not going to have trouble getting up for this game. Arizona, Arizona State—it's like the state national championship. Yeah, uh, short drive or a short commute, a couple hours I think between the two cities. Arizona is putting up 284 yards passing a game. Arizona State worst in the country against the the uh, the pass. Big advantage, Arizona, number 15 rushing defense in the country against Arizona, one ranked 122 run offense in, in the country. I think it's Arizona all day. Wildcats put a statement, maybe squeak up in the, in the, you know, the, the low teens or number 10, who knows. But uh, this one's going to my wife, and, and I, I think we're going to have a big, big Saturday win. It's going to be a fun one. The libido-based play, I love it. This is That's right. <laughs> the, the libido based play of the week. So Love let's it, round in. <laughs> let's round out the NCAA picks for the week. You've got Michigan minus three and a half over Ohio State, Alabama giving 14 and a half to Auburn, and Arizona, the libido based play of the week, giving 11 over Arizona State. That's love awesome. It. I love it. I love it. She'll so be wearing a Wildcat uh, sweatshirt. She still fits in it from college, Jeff. She's 45, but she's still, she's still bringing the heat. So. There you go. Hey, good for you. You outkicked your coverage. I love it. <laughs> so, all right, let's go to the NFL where you have been absolutely dominant when it comes to overall record. You're 27, 18, and one. That is 60%. That is fantastic. I don't think people realize that. You know, that, that's, that number is incredible. Pez, you should be proud of that. Any thoughts before we get into the picks about your overall record right now? It's been a struggle, Jeff. I mean, we have, you know, very few easy wins this year in the NFL. I think it's the tightest gambling year in the history of the league. There's numbers coming out about that. Uh, we're happy. Uh, we'll be happier if we get that to 70, 75%. Uh, but when you're up 60, 40, when you're winning 60% of your games, you're, you're bringing in some good money. And, you know, I got some, I haven't paid for a beer around my, my town in a while. My, my guy's been taking care of me and, it's been a fun year, and we're, we're going to keep it going. This weekend's going to be great. Games every day. I really looked at that Friday game. I don't know if there's ever been a Friday 3 o'clock game. No, Black Friday, first year for it. I wanted to play it, Jeff, but it just didn't look good. Um, I, I, I'm a little bit fishy on that game on Friday. I don't know. That one scared me off a little bit. but, but that's, that's Miami and the Jets, correct? Yeah, it is, and. I don't know who's quarterbacking with the Jets. And, no, it's not you know. Zach Wilson. They're going to the backup, whoever that yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And I don't know. Could be cold, windy, Miami going north, a lot of variables, another big number. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to let people know I'm not going to play that game. But but uh, that could be a fun one to find some prop bets on or how many picks yeah. uh, whoever's quarterbacking is playing against or something. For sure. Let's talk about a game, though, that is going to be on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving night. Is an NFC West matchup, which has a lot of significance 
for this game, for that conference. You're talking about the 49ers who are in first place. Seattle's trying to keep pace. They're coming off of a really tough loss to the Rams. San Francisco, since their bye week, is 2-0. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The 49ers on the road, this divisional matchup, are giving six points. You say, take the 49ers. I feel like this line also has, it's a short week. Geno Smith's throwing elbows a little beat up. But Pez, what was your thought on this one? I, I love them, Jeff. I mean, a healthy San Francisco team is a different kind of team. Um, below average offense in Seattle, going up against probably the league's best defense, one of the best, an elite defense. The defensive line is scary. Geno's been sacked this year 21 times. Uh, could be a long night for him against San Fran. San Fran, last two games against Geno, sacked him th- uh, five times. He's got seven picks on the year. Uh, sacks and turnovers are tough to cover, as we talk about all the time. And and those are something that San Francisco are getting better at doing. I mean, they've beefed up their defense. And when, when they're healthy, they're a tough team. Uh, Purdy, San Francisco coming in, uh, full strength, full health. Uh, McCaffrey, Debo. I mean, last week, Purdy put up 333 and three touchdowns. Uh, if the line moves to six and a half, seven, I mean, it, it might be might be a smart thing to drop that back down to six. I mean, if you keep it under seven, that's probably a safe play. Divisional games, the lines get tighter. There's a lot more data on divisional games. I mean, you're playing everybody twice a year. So the, the algorithms and, and Vegas tends to, to get those lines pretty good. And if you can keep that under seven points, I think that's a, a bargain right now. San Fran needs yeah. a win, too. San Fran's looking to keep this thing rolling. They need home field advantage, and I don't know. I, I like Gino. He's a tough guy, a little bit banged up. I don't think he's going to be able to run. And, uh, you know, if he's a little bit of a, a limp throwing arm, then that, that's both doomed for the Seahawks. It is a big game for San Francisco. They have to try and keep pace with, you know, you're talking about the NFC powerhouses. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles are leading the, the charge, but then you have Dallas is continuing to hang around. Detroit is continuing to hang around. They have to keep pace with those teams. They can't drop this game. I like the pick. Let's go to the next game. Your Eagles, they're hosting the Buffalo Bills. The Bills desperately needed that win last week against the Jets. They did put up 32 points after firing their offensive coordinator. But boy, do they have a murderer's row coming up, and it starts with Philadelphia. Philly's giving three. I'm actually surprised it's not more. But it's minus three, and you're saying take the birds. You're riding that wave. Well, I think with Buffalo, they're a better team than they looked this year. I mean, Buffalo was kind of having the year that we were worried the, the birds were. Generally, teams that lose in the Super Bowl have a really rocky year. You think about Buffalo last year, I mean, they went far, but with the Hamlin injury, they they probably got more coverage and had more exhausting emotion than, than the Kansas City Chief or the birds had getting the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that, that's kind of dragged into this year a little bit. Um, I think that's why the line is what it is. They're back running, full steam, Buffalo. I think birds are a better team. Birds are covering 75% of the games they played this year. Buffalo is only covering 34% of the time. Buffalo one and three on the road. Uh, Buffalo secondary is banged up. They did have a good win last week, but tough game. And uh, for the birds, I mean, inspiring win Monday night against Kansas City. Things I like coming out of that game. They won. They didn't play hot. Offense sputtered a little bit. When the offense isn't good, Sirianni, he likes keeping those guys happy, especially A.J. Brown. A.J. had a little bit of a meltdown earlier in the year. He didn't get a lot of catches. This game, he only had four four looks, one catch. 
They're going to go to him early and often. Uh, they like to keep him happy. They like to keep the receivers and the ball spread around. I think the birds are going to open up the game with running the ball. And, and I think for, for this game, number one run defense for the birds in the league against a Buffalo team that is, you know, about an average to a little above average run team. Buffalo is going to be kicking field goals. Birds are going to be scoring points and they're going to be scoring touchdowns. So I like this game a lot. Uh, using the, the run to open the pass is what we should see from the birds all night. And Jalen's our guy. Jalen, he's a, he's a superhero out there, Jeff. Guy doesn't lose. Sirianni doesn't let these guys take games off. That D-line is hungry, and, and Fletcher Cox is starting to look like the beast that he used to be. So I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, hey, you're riding the wave, and why not? They're the best team in the NFL, not just record-wise. They're playing consistent football. No one else can say that. No one else no. can say that in the NFL. No one can say they're playing consistent football unless you're the Philadelphia Eagles. So you've got the Eagles giving three. I like that pick. Let's go to the Baltimore Ravens coming off that big Thursday night win, 10-day break. They're going all the way across the country to play the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers are just, they're tough. They're dreadful. They're, they have all the talent in the world, and yet they just cannot put it together. Justin Herbert's throwing the ball like crazy, and yet they're losing these games. The defense is in shambles. But, hey, you're saying the Chargers are getting four? Take the Chargers at home. Wow, I'm surprised by this pick. I want to hear your explanation. Weird line, Jeff. I mean, with that record below 500, they're better than a four and six team. I think the Chargers, and I think the line says that. Uh, I watched that Baltimore game, and like we talked about, that first half was brutal. Injuries, hitting, uh, loss of Mark Andrews changed that Ravens offense, and, and the data shows uh, Lamar is just not as good without him. Guy has 45 catches on the year, six touchdowns. The big stats for for Mark Andrews: 12 yards of catch is his average catch. When you lose a guy that's averaging 12 yards a catch, you're losing an impact guy. That's the guy you go to to get a big first down, get a big score, big body, athletic dude, covers the middle of the field. And without him, I think Lamar is a different kind of quarterback. Uh, when he went down, it was like a visceral gut, gut punch that you could feel the whole Ravens bench. Lamar ran up, threw his helmet on the field. Yep. They know that that dude is an important guy. I mean, the good news, I think he – it, it wasn't as bad as it, it seemed, and he's going to hopefully make a comeback in the next few, uh, three or four weeks here, it sounds like. But but I think that's a different team without him, especially coming off a physical game. I don't know if you've ever been to California, Jeff, but you land in, in Los Angeles, 10-day off. So Baltimore plays, physical game. They land in L.A., got that L.A. sun. Feels like they're on vacation. I think Baltimore is going to come in a little bit less intensity, and and I think Chargers are going to be lighting the lamp a little bit more than, than – uh, the Baltimore Ravens are used to cool stadium stadium t tends to breed points and, and the chargers are, are a good team there. And Herbert, I mean, good, good quarterback looks like a California kid at home. I'm going to take that team. I love it. I love it. I hope you're right. As a Steeler fan, I hope the Ravens lose the rest of their games, but let's, that, so the recap, the NFL picks, you have the 49ers on Thanksgiving night, beating the Seahawks and covering their six point spread. You've got the Eagles holding serve at home, giving three against the Buffalo bills. And you've got the Ravens who are spotting the chargers four points. You say, take the LA chargers at SoFi stadium. There you have it. Pez, any final thoughts on this week's action? Got a couple of little bonus plays, Jeff over across yeah. the pond in England. Uh, you know, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. They don't like us too much after that whole revolutionary war, but we're going to go with them. <laughs> Still pissed off at that Man City letting us down. Uh, the way it works okay. in the Premier League, you got 20 teams, 
they call it the table over there. We call it the standings here. Man City's number one, and Liverpool's number two. Man City goes to Liverpool. I don't know what the hell is up with this line, Jeff, but I like it. Liverpool right now is a plus 340 at home. Uh, we're going to take them all day. They got this Egyptian uh, uh, forward named Salah, probably the best best forward out of Africa, definitely out of Egypt that we ever had. And Man City's given up goals, gave up forward and let us down two weeks ago. Uh, second game we're going to take over there. You know, this might be a little bit of an emotion play. We're going to go with Manchester United at home against Everton. Man, United's been my club for about 40 years here. Uh, hasn't been great this year. Gave them a couple weeks off. They got some they got some issues on their team. They're sorting out. So we're going to go with Man City at home. Getting plus 190 right now. And uh, plus 150, actually. So we're going to take that, Jeff. Anytime you get plus 150, Manchester United at home, you jump on it. It's a glorious place and probably the greatest soccer stadium and team in the history of the world. So we're going to go with them. All right. Bonus plays. There you go. Well, Pez, let me say happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy it. Enjoy the plays. I hope your picks pan out. And we you will too, talk my next friend. Week. Have a good one. Take it easy.